Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Kineticist. This is part of our class overview series covering all the classes available to players. And right now we're on the Occult Adventures classes. Kineticists are living channels for elemental matter and energy, manipulating the world around them by drawing upon inner reserves from their own bodies. Kineticists often awaken to their kinetic abilities during a violent or traumatic experience, releasing their power involuntarily. As kinetic power is seldom inherited, kineticists are rarely able to find mentors to guide them, so they must delve into these mysteries on their own to learn to control their gifts. Christian, I can be Avatar! Yes, this is exact. That's exactly what this for. This is what's catering for. <laughs> I don't know why it's in the occult books of all the books, but the kineticist is avatars. They can control water, fire, earth, the other one. You know what I'm talking about. Oh man, I can't wait to be a firebender. <clears throat> fire kineticist. Sorry. <laughs> Aether is thrown in there if you want to be a telekineticist. That is a possibility. Ooh. Christian, why are we doing the kineticist? I actually don't know. You tell me, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> you put question, this on the itinerary. <laughs> a question better posed to me, perhaps, uh, because I love them, and I know how much you enjoy doing classes, and I know that the, the listeners enjoy having a mix-up of episodes here, so let's do another class, do another kineticist, and I love these guys. I've been waiting to talk about them for a while, and I figured now's just a good opportunity to do it. I didn't want to question a good thing. <laughs> then it might have disappeared. <laughs> so kineticists are really, really cool. I constantly find myself building a kineticist ready to, to play another kineticist. I have, in fact, played a kineticist before. They're very exciting to me. And in fact, when their playtest came out, the guy who was working on them, who was assigned to him, he said, I got more feedback from the playtest than all the other classes of this book did combined. So this seemed to be something that was very popular with the community and they were waiting for it to come out and it's been out and favorably received. I, mean, I thought the, the reception was rather middling for the kineticists. I guess, yeah, if you count the fact that people have definitely been, maybe not maligning, but it, it's a complicated class and people noticed. Min-maxers rejoice because if you want to do 5 million damage around, you can find the build with the kineticists. I'll tell you that right now. Blaster mages back off. I think their damage might be one of their complaints about them, but I guess we'll get more into that when we actually get into their class abilities. Let's see what makes the kineticist the kineticist. I played one that had the blood archetype. I don't remember what the name of it was, but I, I was like a bloodbender, <clears throat> blood kineticist. Hemokineticist? What is it? Oh, it was just called the blood kineticist. How boring. Yeah. Well, it was an interesting class, but let's, let's, let's get into it. What makes our elemental mango shooty shooty pew pew? The kineticist is a D8 hit dice class. D8 being our in-between. We're going to find that this hit dice is offset by the fact that the kineticist scales off of constitution. They're going to have a fair bit more hit points than a regular D8 class. I can't contain everything I want to say about this class. I'm already, like, bursting at the seams. This is what makes the class a very interesting class, that they build off of constitution. All right, no, 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 all right, all right. Let's stick to the script. I'm ready. Let's go keep going. They get four plus their int skill points per level. They actually have a rather small set of class skills. No skills scale off of constitution, so they weren't planning on being skill monkeys anyway. The kineticist is a three-force BAB class. This is an interesting choice. The kineticist, though it represents its powers as magic, ultimately ends up being equivalent to a martial fighter. They're a blaster. They're meant to be doing damage, and they do that through their attack. So we'll see what they get to justify them being 3-force BAB. They've got two good saves, Fortitude and Reflex. And as I mentioned, they're not spellcasters, but the kineticist scales off of Constitution for most of their class abilities. They're proficient with all simple weapons and light armor, no shields, not even bucklers. 
kit can play about the weapons. They're going to be using the elements of their weapons. The armor is a bit to worry about. They don't have much damage mitigation that we see at the moment. They are restricted solely to light armor. But I don't believe anything in their class restricts them from wearing heavier armors if they gain proficiency. Like, if a wizard were to gain medium armor, he has to worry about arcane spell failure. I don't believe there's any concept of that with the kineticist. So why don't we dive into them at first level? Level one for kineticist is rather front-loaded, which is good. You need a lot to get your avatar airbender going. (laughs) So the very first thing you're going to do is you're going to pick an elemental focus. You simply pick one of the elements available to you that you are going to be concentrating in. Those options are your standard air, earth, fire, and water, but also aether is an option here. When you pick one, you're going to get the basic blast and a basic utility wild talent and a bonus wild talent. What are those? Christian, what are wild talents? That was that was a lot of words. <laughs> Each thing has its own nine-page entry. Don't worry, guys. Sit back, relax, because this class... It's not a bite-sized class. The Magus was complicated because spell combat was confusing. The Kineticist is complicated because everything's confusing. (laughs) Every one of their class abilities is spell combat. So one of the things you get from picking your elemental focus is your first Kinetic Blast. Kinetic Blast is your weapon. It's how you attack. If you are a Fire Kineticist, Kinetic Blast is your Fire Blast. If you're an Earth Kineticist, Kinetic Blast is you throwing Earth at people. If you're an Aether Kineticist... Kinetic Blast is you using a telekinesis to throw things at people. Kinetic Blasts come in two distinct categories. It can either be a physical blast or an energy blast. A physical blast is just a normal ranged attack. It acts like you're attacking with a normal weapon. It's going to hit their normal AC. You're going to make an attack roll with your dexterity and your base attack bonus. And you're going to deal damage equal to 1d6 plus 1 plus the kineticist constitution modifier. Every two levels, this goes up by 1d6 plus 1. So a rather good scaling damage attack. Or you can pick energy blasts, which are ranged touch attacks, but they're going to do less damage. You're doing 1d6 points of damage plus half your constitution modifier for every two levels. So right now we have an important choice to make. If you choose a physical blast character, you now have two stats you want to focus on. Constitution to deal damage. Since it's a range attack, you're going to want dexterity in order to land your physical blast. Energy blasts do a little bit less damage, but because they're hitting touch AC, you're going to be hitting more often, or there's just less of a focus on you needing dexterity since the AC is typically going to be lower for you to hit. But spoiler alert, there's going to be a lot of different choices you can make that are going to want you to have the dexterity. No matter essentially what build you're going to make, except unless you make one a very weird melee build, you're going to want dex anyway. One thing is if you're following along in the book with us, you're going to find us jumping around a little bit because it's a very complicated class. It makes it very difficult to lay out in a clear fashion. A lot of things relying on other parts, the other abilities that you have. So we'll be talking about them sort of in the order we think will make sense to you. I don't blame them for having a, a sort of mediocre layout. It's a difficult layout to make. So we will we will we will come back to kinetic blast. The last thing I'd like to mention about kinetic blast before we get off it though is that it is a spell like ability. This is important because that indicates that you can take certain feats that affect spell-like abilities to affect your kinetic blast, and rules-wise, it is acting like a spell almost. As a spell-like ability, a kinetic blast is subject to spell resistance, and it doesn't function in an area where magic is suppressed. This is another important point between the energy blast and the physical blast, because though the physical blast is a spell-like ability, it does not get spell resistance applied to it. This is just the first thing they get, and we're already getting deep into the rules. 
you have to have a pretty wide breadth of knowledge to approach the kineticist. Mm-hmm. And even the spell-like ability thing is like this thing that we're not going to talk about too much because it could be some sort of like weird, almost breaking rules when you pick monster feats with it. It's a thing you're going to be want to talk to your gym about, let's put it that way. So after Kinetic Blast, the other thing we got from picking our elemental focus was our first wild talent. Caleb, what are wild talents? Wild talents are essentially more spell-like abilities, but they're connected with your element, and they're flavored, and there's this special list for them. Let me give you some examples so you have an idea what I'm talking about. One that I really like that I've used before is Spark of Life. You can breathe life into elemental matter, and it turns into an elemental for you. And obviously, like you can only do this with an element which you have the ability to manipulate. And a lot of these are modified in different ways where you can do cool things with them by accepting burn. If you accept a point of burn, you can infuse it with a little bit of your own soul, so you don't have to spend your move actions to control it. Burn. Christian, what's burn? Burn is the kineticist ability to overexert themselves, to channel more power than they normally can, but at a cost of their own health. It's their own unique mechanic that is limiting them from doing all the powerful things that they can do in a day, where a wizard is eventually going to run out of spells, eventually a kineticist is going to burn themselves out if they keep using powerful abilities. When you use certain abilities, they sometimes have an amount of burn associated with them. So let's say an ability does one point of burn. For every one point of burn that the kineticist takes, they take one point of non-lethal damage per character level. And don't get cheesy, there's like eight different ways they say you cannot negate this non-lethal damage. And it can't be healed normally, only from a full night's rest. This is one of my favorite parts of the kineticist. I think it's really, really well designed. It's a cool concept. You're spending your life force to fuel your powers, but you're not just taking hit points damage. You're taking these special sort of non-lethal damage that can't be healed except by just resting and recovering. It's very well done, and it's and it helps since you're putting so many points into Constitution. You're, there's a reason there's not been a Constitution-based caster before. It's an it's an interesting sort of weird thing to, to focus on. And if you make something good at Constitution, you don't have hit points up the wazoo. Here they have a kind of a way to mess with that to change it, but it's giving you the control to realize how much do I want to spend of myself and how much do I want to lower my own hit points to be able to do these things. It's a really, really cool way to sort of give them their resource. Burn makes playing a kineticist a very careful balancing act as to when you want to exert yourself but then put yourself at risk of becoming knocked unconscious. There are some stipulations. You can only accept so much burn per round dependent on your level Mm -hmm. and the most amount of burn you can take is dependent on your constitution modifier. And essentially, they, they, they give you the, the bones of it, but what it essentially is, is you can't take more burn worth of damage than you have HP. The max level you take ends up being, calculating to your max level of HP. So in other words, you can't keep burning yourself while you're unconscious to fuel more powers. So if using my abilities causes burn, knocks away my health, eventually I'm going to run out. Is there a way to mitigate this? Christian, yes, there is. What a professional way to segue to the next thing I want to talk about. Gather power. This is just what you said. This allows you to mitigate the cost of burn. If you spend a move action, you can reduce the burn of certain features by one point. If you spend a full round, you reduce it by two. And if you spend an additional move action your next turn, now you've reduced it by three. You're risking yourself. If you get hit, you've got to make a concentration check. Otherwise, you lose all the energy that you sort of stored up. Because while you're doing that, you're like gathering the elemental matter around you. If you're the fire kineticist, fire swirling around you, water, you're drawing water from the air. 
or from a lake or wherever the heck you're near. Yeah, it states explicitly, we're getting pretty rules heavy, but it says that gathering power creates an extremely loud, visible display in a 20-foot radius centered on the kineticist. Interesting restriction here. In order to gather power, you need both of your hands free, which if mm-hmm. you're going to be multi-classing kineticist or you're going to be trying to use other items as the kineticist, you need to have all of your hands free. You can't have a weapon equipped and item held. Mm-hmm. Now, this means that if you have an ability that costs one burn, you can simply spend a move action to gather power, a standard action to use that, you know, blast. Say it's a fireball blast. If you spend one point of burn, it sets your opponent on fire. That means as long as you don't move, essentially at will, you can set people on fire. It never will cost you any hit points. The things you can reduce with this is your blast, infusions, and metakinesis, which is something we'll talk about in a little bit later. Wait, infusions. Christian, what are infusions? That is the last thing we are getting at level one. If you aren't having enough fun yet with all this, I hope you have your (laughs) (laughs) vocabulary list out. What is infusion? We'll write down the definition. Infusions are options to modify your kinetic blast. So suppose you are a firebender, fire kineticist. (laughs) You at level one, as we picked fire, we can choose an infusion. Just like kinetic blasts come in two different forms, our infusions are also coming in two different forms. There are substance infusions, and there are form infusions. So when you use your fire kinetic blast, it's just that. It's just a fire blast. A substance infusion means that you are changing actually what that fire is made out of. Maybe the substance infusion is brilliant infusion. You are infusing your fire blast with light. And after you shoot someone with your fire blast, it's going to leave a trail of light as per a light spell. A form infusion is going to change the actual form that your blast takes place in. Maybe it'll change it into a line. Maybe it will turn it into an explosion. It's just going to change the way that the blast, its radius or its path of travel. For example, one of my favorites that I've used before is the snake one. That form infusion allows you to snake corners. So I have like a range of 120 feet on the kinesis I built. So from me to you, long as I can make a path... It's 120 feet going around corners, going in circles, whatever the heck I want to do. I don't need that straight line no more. That's a cool modification. Many infusions cost an amount of burn to apply, but granted that you can mitigate the burn effect, or if they don't have any burn associated with them, you can simply add a one substance infusion and one form infusion to your kinetic blast. So who? That, that was a lot at level one. We're shooting, yeah. we're shooting out our element. We can make it stronger by accepting burn. We can reduce the amount of burn that we are accepting. We can use our wild talents, and they're kind of like our spells. And we can also modify our blasts with our infusions. So that that is a lot at level one, and it's already getting a little complicated. There are some classes where it's like, you really need to be level two or three before you really have your class identity. Until then, you're using, you know, crossbows and things to do your damage. As complicated as it is, you know, right away, I've got my identity. I'm wielding an element from level one. So let's let's move on to level two. We're getting something new. We're getting elemental defense. We talked kind of about how you know, your constitution is going to be going up, but then you're going to be losing HP, taking non-lethal damage with burn, and you only have light armor. So what can you do to defend yourself? This is something everybody gets no matter the element you've picked. Each element has a different defensive wild talent. Depending on what element you picked, you get that defensive wild talent. To give an example, as an Earth Kineticist, you get a small amount of DR when you activate this wild talent called Flesh of Stone. For the Hydro Kineticist, you get Shroud of Water, 
You surround yourself with water and you can get either a plus four armor bonus or a plus two shield bonus to your AC. And then you can spend burn to make that more powerful the more you level up. And then while you use your water abilities, you can get both the armor and the shield bonus. So it's sort of like a feedback loop helping you out here. Each of them have their own thematic way of defending themselves. But each are going to act very similarly to each other. There's some sort of passive defensive option that you can enhance by putting burn into. So there's really no choices to make here. You're just getting some kind of defensive ability at level two, which is good to offset you having light armor. Also at level two and every two levels thereafter, you are going to get a new utility wild talent, aka a new spell-like ability associated with your element. So at level three, we're getting another new ability. This one is called Elemental Overflow. The basic idea of this is that the more burn that you accept, the more powerful your kinetic blasts become which is a nice trade-off. The more burn you accept, the less spells you can cast, so your blasts become more powerful as compensation. So at first, every point of burn you take, you're going to get a small bonus to your attack rolls and a slightly bigger bonus to your damage rolls for your kinetic blasts. But later, this becomes more powerful. As you level up, you start getting bonuses to your ability scores. Because what's happening is you are bringing this elemental matter around you. Your, your Things are happening with your body. For example, if you're the fire elemental like we talked about, you start to glow with a nimbus of fire. If you're a water elemental, if you're a hydrokineticist, sorry, not a, if you're a water elemental, you're, pl- mm-hmm. you're not playing the class. You're just a beast chair entry. But if you're a hydrokineticist, water weeps from your pores. That sort of thing. And as that happens, you you gain mass. Like for the water thing, you start, water kind of comes around you until you're a, a bigger creature because you're getting a size bonus to two physical scores of your choice. I have a feeling what you're going to pick, probably dex and con, unless you're one of those weird melee kineticists, which you can be, by the way. It's just a little more difficult to build. You're also getting a small amount of fortification. You have a 5% chance to ignore critical hits or sneak attacks for every point of burn you currently have. So also some defensive options in here as you level up this gets even better what we just talked about with the size bonuses level six level 11 they become a plus four size bonus to your physical score and you get plus four size bonus to one physical score and then plus two to two other ones when you have at least five points of burn at 16th level when you have seven points of burn it becomes a plus six to one and plus four to two and a plus two to another one this is where you get your powerhouse and this is where you're really doing that give and take If I have three points of burn, that means I have 30 plus my constitution modifier times three amount of hit points gone. There are non-lethal damage. I'm essentially taking 30 points of damage to, to, I get this awesome bonus to my ability score and I'm doing more damage with my attacks, but I'm hurting myself to do it. And you're really making a trade-off. There's been times in battle where I like, I immediately, I wanted four points of burn as quick as I could to get these bonuses. And then I stopped there and I try to, at that point, mitigate all my burn because I knew I'm getting hit. If I only have 30 hit points left and I'm playing a level 12 game, I'm going to get crushed. But it's, it's like this gambling effect. But like, listen, if I can get seven points of burn, that's over 70 points of non-lethal damage to myself. I can get that plus six, plus four, plus two. And guys, they're size bonuses, so they're stacking. They're stacking yeah. with the, the big six. That's what I was going to say. Is the fact that these are size bonuses is really nice. It's very unlikely that you're un- going to normally be under any kind of size-altering effect. So this is just free stats that's going to stack with everything else you have. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. You're going to have to do some like recalculations. Because when you if you get a size bonus to your con, don't you get more hit points? Yes, you do. Which is going to lead into my next point, which is 
Boy, is this class a lot of bookkeeping. Let me just finish my comment about what I think about elemental overflow, and then we're going to get into this point I have. Elemental overflow and burn, I think, are so clever by the way they play on your constitution, your your hit points, the non-lethal damage, to really allow you to make the choice compared to defense to offense. How do you want to make that decision? It's up to you. And that is really cool and well-designed. The rest of this class is also well-designed, getting these different utility wild talents, all these blasts, and all that. it's really cool. These two things are very simple that work well off with each other. I think it's especially well-designed. But yes, Christian, you were right. When your con bonus goes up, now you have to redo all your math of what's my current hit points now, and now what is my burn due to me each time I take burn? I find this interesting because the occultist initially had this in combat bookkeeping, as you spent more points from their focuses, their static bonuses would change. And I think they completely undid that and just made them static bonuses in the live version. I'm very interested that the kinetics kept it. I think that having a crunchy, you know, more complicated class is fine, but man, it's going to be difficult to keep up with this because now you're going to have to be adding attack and damage bonuses for every point you burn for elemental overflow. And then you're also going to be having to be adding it when you get more decks and more con. It's powerful. It's just a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I have Hero Lab, and even with Hero Lab helping you, it's still very difficult. I had to make my, my own chart. You know, I'll probably talk more about this when we get to the conclusion. Let's keep talking more about these guys. But you've brought up a good point. So at level four, we're not getting anything new. We're getting a new spell from our utility wild talent. At level five, we're going to get something real special, something very important for the kineticist to scale, and that is metakineticist. At fifth level, a kineticist gains the ability to alter their kinetic blasts as if with the metamagic feats by accepting burn. By accepting one point of burn, she can empower her kinetic blast as if using empower spell. So empower spell means that you your spell does 50% more damage. If you accept one point of burn, your elemental blast is now going to be doing 50% more damage. Every few levels, you're getting a new metamagic feat that you can apply by spending burn. At ninth level, you can use maximize. So as if all your d6s roll sixes. For two points of burn. And at 13th level, for a staggering three points of burn, you can use Quicken Spell. And by the way, let me tell you, at 13th level, you have a lot of ways to mitigate those three points of burn. At 17th level, by accepting four points of burn, you can use your Kinetic Blast twice with the same standard action. So you can basically shoot two blasts out. Important to note, because they're spell-like abilities, you can't do full round actions with blasts, which is why augmenting them with these metamagic spells is so important. If you happen to use the Quicken spell ability to make your elemental blast a swift action, then you can also shoot two at once with that swift action. So that means I'm doing two as a swift, and then I can do another standard. Am I getting three out a turn? For a lot of burn, I think you can do that. (laughs) I'm not an authority on this issue. So that's very powerful. This is one of the big ways that you're going to be scaling. So as a move action, you can gather power, and as a standard action, you can shoot a blast at somebody that is infected by the empowered spell. For free. Doesn't cost you any burn. And you can combine these. You can have an empowered maximized for three burn. So if you take a full round action to gather power and then a move action, you're going to reduce the next thing you do by three burn. You can essentially do that for quote unquote free. And we're going to be getting into more stuff that'll help you do it even better. For example... We're going to have infusion specialization at this level. Whenever you use at least one infusion with a blast, you reduce the combined burn cost of the infusion by one. This goes up at 8th, 11th, 14th, 17th, and 20th by one point each time. So be careful. Don't make the mistake I made where it's like, all right, my my blast costs one burn. I'll add a zero burn infusion. I'll reduce it by one. Infusion specialization is only reducing the cost of the infusions. 
So that is your substance in form infusions. If you want right. to use a form infusion that makes your blast go like 800 feet and that costs a point of burn, you're now reducing that by one point of burn. But if you're using just your blast and activating your empowered metakinesis, still going to cost you the one point of burn. I feel like my, my vocab list is just getting out of control. I, I feel like Charlie Day trying to talk about Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, and like try and figure out where the male's trying to go. This is becoming a lot. This is where the verbiage, like you're saying, where the verbiage is getting out of hand. It's because the blasts are wild talents. They're considered that. And this is very strange. It's just one of the problems we kind of talked about editing. When you go through the lists of where are the different talents I can take and the different lists, they're spread across multiple lists. All the utility wild talents aren't in the utility wild talents list. You've got to go to the elemental list to find what your defense utility wild talent is. There's a lot of verbiage that I think could have been change to make it clear but this is the way it is and that makes some confusion you're gonna be driving down the road with your window down and you're gonna stop at a red light and someone else is gonna catch a glimpse of us talking out of your speakers you're gonna be like who is this guy a rocket brain scientist what's going on over there <laughs> oh they would think that no matter what episode they're listening to christian we're very intelligent people we make very intelligent jokes i think we've never picked low-hanging fruit to be fair you have to have a very high iq <laughs> stop, to appreciate stop, caleb and christian stop. <laughs> Point is, it's great. It's awesome. As you level up, you become better at using your infusions. They're cheaper. That's simple. That's one of the simplest and easiest to understand abilities you're going to get. Written rather complicatedly, though. It's actually written simply. What's complicated is that you just have to know what is classified as an infusion. So that was level five. At level six, we're getting a brand new mechanic. It's called the internal buffer. So the idea of the buffer is that you can take a point of burn without actually using it and basically store it for later. Now, why would I want to do that? There's two major reasons. One is that when you spend that point of burn for nothing, essentially, you're getting the benefits of your elemental overflow. You've taken some burn damage, quote unquote, your elemental blasts are now more powerful. Also, there is a limit in how much burn you can spend in one round, depending on your level. Using a burn from your buffer does not count against that limit. So if you can normally only spend two points of burn per round, if you spend a point from the buffer, you can now spend three points of burn for, per round. As you level up, you can put more points in, two points at 11, three points at 16. I really like the buffer. It was hard to understand at first, but it's a very nice way for you to activate your elemental overflow early in the day so you don't have to start recalculating it later. You can actually do the calculation at the beginning of the day and just say, you know, every day I'm probably going to start with one or two points in my buffer. And it's also a good way to avoid it. If you don't want to activate your, your elemental overflow, you can spend a point from your buffer instead. And then here's where there's going to add one little sentence just so they can ruin your life and ruin your day, make it more complicated. You can't spend more than one point from your buffer for a single wild talent. So you got to make sure if you spend two points, okay, one is going to reduce this wild talent. This one is going to be reducing the infusion. Uh, you got to keep track of so much crap. Like I said, when I made my character, I had an extra Excel spreadsheet I had to use. And I have software. But let's go on to level seven. I'm getting expanded element. You get to learn a new element. Or just get stronger at your own element. That's right. If you pick a new one, you get either physical or energy, your choice. If you pick the same element, you're going to get the one you didn't choose at first level. So if you chose physical, you get the energy, vice versa. But here's the really cool part of this. Either way, you're going to get what is called a composite blast, where you mix two elements. Or like you said, if you focus on one element, it becomes, it becomes like a new cool thing to make a new, more interesting, more powerful blast. So let's give an example. If you are, say, an Earth Kineticist, and at level 7, 
As your second element, you pick water. Well, now instead of doing a water blast or an earth blast, you can do a mud blast. It has a little bit different properties, and it does a lot more damage. Our elemental blasts are doing 1d6 plus our con mod every few levels. Composite blasts are going to do 2d6, basically twice as much damage plus our con modifier. If you pick the same element, they call it expanded. Great way to use the same term twice. And they become cool things like fire. All Now your composite is blue flame. If you're doing earth, now you're shooting out metal. If you're doing water, now you're freezing water into ice. And if you're doing air, you're now shooting out electricity, I believe. Cool stuff. When I, there, there's a point when my blood kineticist could pull blood out of somebody, freeze it, and shoot it back at them <laughs> using these composite blasts. It's a cool little bit. I'm really glad this is here. If you were a fire kineticist, you kind of were just sitting pretty and not doing anything. If you ever came across, say, a fire elemental or anything with fire resistance. So having versatility, very important. Now that you pick a second element, granted you do pick a second one, you have both those elements to pick from, and then their combined version, which all do different types of damage. All the composite blasts cost two burn, so it is a little bit difficult to get them reduced. But they're doing a lot more damage, so a lot of times it's going to be worth taking the burn. You're going to get a third opportunity to pick a new element at 15th level. But can I become a master of our, all four elements and Aether? Uh, later, Christian. We're not at level 20 yet. You've created a super segue that we can't take that road yet. We have to wait. <laughs> the segue's too fast. It's too intense. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It's going to be part of our capstone. There's a few other things to note with this. Again, everything here can't be just simple. You got some stuff that's more complicated. If you are expanding your element, you're going to gain a utility wild talent or an infusion of your choice from that element. If you're picking a new element, you obviously get that simple wild blast. So if you're if you're fire, now you picked water. You now have a fire blast, water blast, and then the combined blast, the composite blast. And you get a basic wild talent of your choice of the new element you're picking. But there's a limit on the stuff you're picking for this new element. You're going to treat yourself as four levels lower for the purpose of determining which wild talents you can learn from your expanded element. Which again is really foolishly using the same term for twice two things. It's going to make that confusing. You can pick your same element a third time and become the supreme master of that element. But in my opinion, it's not super worth it because you don't get any new sort of blasts or anything. It's just that your wild talents gain a plus one on attack rolls and damage rolls as well as the caster level and DCs. I'm tripling down, Caleb. I love the earth. I live on it. I'm going to die on it. But just at level 15, ooh, a plus one on your on the save for your abilities. Oh. <laughs> Too bad I'm firing. This is fire elemental. All right. Let me just pop these in here. Turn on the TV. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just heating up some Totino's pizza rolls and getting ready to watch the big game. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can find Trailblazers on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, put on your favorite jersey, grab some dice, and join us. Alright Christian, I got some chips and some sandwiches, but there's still one thing I don't understand. 
You said we were going to get to see some players beat up on each other, but I haven't seen them even break out the dice yet. Caleb, you know this is a real-life football game, right? We're not about to watch a bunch of guys play an RPG. I mean, who would want to just sit and listen to a bunch of guys play an RPG? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who, who, would, who would want to do that? After level 7, we're going to be getting some new wild talents. We're going to be getting more infusions as we level up. Until we hit level 11, when we get our new class ability, Supercharge. Sounds super cool, kind of boring. Every time you use Gather Power, you are going to reduce the total burn cost by an additional one from before. So when you take a move action, now you're reducing things by two points. When you take a full round action, you're reducing it by three points. Now note, I said boring, but not weak. This is incredibly powerful. This is one of the things that's going to keep you going and scaling. Mm -hmm. Jumping to 16th level, now we've got composite specialization. You reduce the burn cost of all composite blasts by one point. Simple, with no finesse here. Perfect. We all know what composite blasts are. It's the most defined one. Good. Done. Settled. All these thresholds are really important because every time you are decreasing something's total burn cost, you are getting a new thing that is going to cause zero burn, which basically becomes an at-will ability for you. At level 19, we're going to get the ability Metakinetic Master, which this sounds like their capstone. That's a crazy name. At 19th level, you choose one of your metakinesises, such as Empower or Quicken. You reduce the burn cost of that by one point to a minimum of zero, which is really nice. So you could basically now empower for free forever. Mm -hmm. They were really, really smart by saying to a minimum of zero, because if that wasn't there, you would just be like, well, I'm going to pick the one that costs three every time. But now that's a real choice. Like, well, I could cost, I could pick the one that costs zero and then just always have that in effect. Again, good idea here, allowing you that choice element. It must be, it must be one of the elements you can pick choice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Christian, we've reached level 20. We reached the pinnacle of manipulating the elements. They're at our command. We now have Omnikinesis. You have transcended the distinction between the different elements and can bend all creation to your will. As long as it's made of fire, earth, air, or water. By accepting <laughs> one point of burn, you can use any blast wild talent you don't know. Ice, fire, whatever, doesn't matter. Which will allow you to use composite blasts, by the way. If you've had before, you had fire and water, and you're like, okay, now I'm gonna pick now I'm gonna pick air. Now you can use the composite blast for air and fire and air and water. And if you have time to gather power, that means at will you can control any element. So yes, you are the master of all. Four, five, counting Aether. Like on the expanded ones where wood somehow became an element. Now we have void and Don't other confusion. Don't question things. it, Caleb. What else are <laughs> the vine leshies going to do? <laughs> and in addition, by accepting a point of burn as a standard action, you can change any of your wild talents into another wild talent of the same category, i.e. simple blast or defense. For 24 hours, ignoring elemental requirements or restrictions that is a really interesting level 20 your class now just becomes this shifting shape of however you want to build it it's basically pick a build mm -hmm. and whatever you need at the time oh red dragon i was a fire guy and that's fine i'll use ice now huh that i think that's one of the more unique probably what i don't want to say the most powerful it's not like overbearingly powerful but obviously there's power and versatility and that's ultimate versatility when it comes to elements and the other part of the the versatility here is you're getting new wild talents every two levels getting new infusions every two levels starting at third obviously you're really building up a lot here which gets into what i want to talk about which is the complications of this class aside from how 
not poorly. Again, mediocre is probably the best word. It's organized, so when you're referencing and trying to connect things, how the lists sort of come in and out of each other, you won't find all of one type under the list. How the names can be confusing because you're like, oh, this is a blast wild talent, but there's a utility wild talent. This is a diffusion. Wait, can I reduce the infusion with my overflow? No, wait, the overflow adds the constitution modifier, which will change whether or not I have this prerequisite now for this utility wild talent. I want to use my omnikinesis blah, 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 on for 40 hours. It can get very confusing. And then the the soul-crushing part is there are things that are just plain unclear. Hey, Christian, do I take burn before or after I use my wild talents? Um, you Christian. Bur- you burn, yeah? Here, look, does it even matter? Would I have to know whether or not I get it before or after? It wouldn't affect anything, right? Well, if it was before, it would increase your attack rolls and damage rolls. Oh, you're right, with Elemental Overflow. So it sounds like that's a really important thing we should get an answer to, but we don't have an answer to. I'm looking at you, Baizo. That's a really important one. That's not just like a niche thing, like like the one that I want to bring up, or I brought up earlier. Can I? Can we use spell-like ability feats to alter our spell-like ability feats? There's a Quicken spell-like ability feat that sort of makes the Quicken Metakinesis thing pretty irrelevant. I can use that, right? It is a spell-like ability. It says SP next to Kinetic Blast, right? Okay, but that one's sort of like, okay, well, it's going to, whether I'm not going to cheese it. This is super important to any kineticist. Needs to know when they actually take their burn. I'm always afraid of bringing these things up because it might be obvious and I'm stupid, but the really big one that I have a question on is the metakinesis. It says that you can augment your kinetic blast as if you are using metamagic feats by accepting burn. Is just accepting the burn the action I have to do, or does this act like I am a spontaneous caster? who is using a metamagic feat, which means I have to increase the casting time of my spell to a full round action, which I can't imagine is the case because then gather power, like it would just murder my action economy, but that in particular is not clear to me. We're playing metamagic feats as something that isn't metamagic feats, but then not strictly stating exactly mm-hmm. how it works. Absolutely, and I could not find a good answer for that either. Here's 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 one that is almost crippling. It kind of seems that, though it, again, it doesn't say it specifically, it kind of seems like you need the element around you to do your attack. How do you do a fire attack if you don't have a campfire around you? Can I pull water vapor from the air to make my water blasts? Well, I guess that was dependent on how much of a jerk your GM is. <laughs> yeah. You can't, swing, you can't swing your sword fighter unless you're in sword land. <laughs> this is Lancelot's court. Let's be careful. It, it feels almost like we're doing what we did to the shifter. We're like, well, here's all the problems. That's why this class is trash. And the people who wrote it are trash. And this book is trash. And I'm throwing it away in the trash. Verbatim. Exactly what we said about shifter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying this to illustrate to you that there are some difficulties in playing it. And that it is just going to be difficult to keep track of what you can do, how you can do. And then even if all these things were super clear and you do, even if they use the different language, they change utility wild talent to something completely different in Blast Wild Talent so that you knew exactly what was what and each thing is on the proper list, you're still spending a lot of time on your character sheet constantly. You better have written in pencil and you better have some extra paper because you're changing a lot of things. I wouldn't try this class myself without a program. Even with a program, it was very difficult. And those of you who use Hero Lab know how much functionality it has. It's not like a simple editable PDF. It's got a lot of programming in there to allow you to do all sorts of things. And even with that, 
it was difficult. It's like there was a coup. The Magus was sitting on his throne, and then the kineticist kicked down the door and <laughs> ripped him off the throne. Daddy's now, home, son. Get off the throne. Rules with an iron fist or an earth fist, air fist. Well, no, matter. with this composite blast, you can get the iron fist. If he does metal on earth, it's fine. But I, I've read this class many times since it came out, and only until... You know, this is probably my fifth time fully reading through the classes. Things started to put together, but I still have questions. There is space to design a complicated class. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. It's just something that has turned me off to the kineticist personally. Every time I go to make one, I'm like, ah, everything's called wild talent. I got to remember all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It becomes a little too much. Yeah, to me, it doesn't turn me off. It just, I, I'm really intrigued by the kineticists. Like I said, I built a couple of them. I played one for a long time. I think I leveled them from like 7 to 12 or something, which was a poor choice of the blood kineticists. I'll talk about that later. Most of the classes that exist in Pathfinder have class abilities that act within the defined rules of the game. The Inquisitor enchants his weapon with the Bane property, which represents him or her being against the enemies of their deity. The fighter gets bonus feats. Feats are already an existing thing in the game. The kineticist really has no analog to that. Every single class ability of the kineticist is something basically built from the ground up that forces you to learn everything as you go. You can't really apply your knowledge from prior things and expect to come into the kineticist understanding it. Although it does use certain things like metamagic, it's not using them in the expected way. So your knowledge there is going to have to get twisted to learn how it works here. If you're like me and you are a GM that gets a little bit upset when your wizard takes forever, it's like, listen, six people, we have a group of seven, six people went before you, you do not have a spell by now, come on. And when you pick the spell, you sort of just picked it by the name, you don't know exactly how it works, then you're going to have a problem with the kinesis. Talk to your player who's playing the kinesis, tell him, or if your player, do this for your GM, don't be that guy. Look at, see how, what are things going to look like when I have my elemental overflow on and at these different levels with how many points of burn I have, what's the bonus to all my attacks and all stuff. Do that all ahead of time. Even with the software, I was taking, I felt bad because I was taking a long time in turns. I'd be like, I'd be apologizing almost every turn. Like, sorry guys, I just gotta make sure I'm not cheating. I gotta make sure I'm spending the right burn here and I can do the right thing here. Again, I, can, I feel like I'm, I have an air of negativity. I love these guys. I think they're fantastic. They're fun. I just recommend you be an experienced person to play this and talk to your gym about some of these gray areas. They're a lot of fun. The good thing is, though, is that if you don't use all these extra class abilities and you really just sit there shooting fire, you're still doing a good job. Don't worry. They'll still do damage. We're not going to be doing an extra credit for this episode uh, with builds and all that, but I want to talk about now a little bit about my build because I think it'll help reveal something about this class. And reveal something about how edgy Caleb makes his characters. Oh, I don't know. if they. I think I got to figure it out by now. <laughs> so I made a, a thing in an Excel spreadsheet. It's a six by five column spreadsheet of exactly what burn costs my infusions uh cost what the difference between the form the substance the meta my blast and then how i can reduce it and exactly what they can reduce so that i could sort of quickly pick i'm using a blood blast that costs two that i can use a move action to reduce it by two okay now i'm at zero i'm gonna add bleeding onto it so i'm back up to two that's a substance infusion. I've got my specialization minus four. So take off two of that. I'm at zero still. I'm going to make it a snake. That's another four. That's another infusion. That's two. I've got two left over for my specialization. All right. I'm, I'm paying zero for my blood blast. All right. Good. Set. Check. Done. Oh, my goodness. Caleb. Yeah. We can, we can never release this episode. Why? I didn't understand a word you said. 
Christian. I was just in the listener's position for like 30 seconds. I was like, what is what is he saying? Christian, that was with the chart. The chart didn't help, Caleb. Well, it helped me make sure I wasn't cheating with my infusion costs. By the way, that's a level 14 dude who just spent a move action to have something that essentially costed six burn cost zero. So you can definitely reduce the stuff. And that was burn given by two different types of things. You just got to know what applies to what. And once you sort of get that down, he becomes easier to play. We're going to go over some of these different utility wild talents and things like that to show you some of the cool stuff they can do. I'm going to jump to my blood kineticist because it's an archetype and you won't be seeing some of these things. So I just want to mention it now to sort of sort of lure you in. I've pushed you away by saying how difficult it is. I want to lure you back in with this strange, <laughs> turret bloodbender. <laughs> I've got Ride the Blast, which means you travel with, for zero burn, by the way, you travel with your blast and you appear at the area you were, you, you targeted. So I target my opponent. I'm moving, I turn into blood, move 60 feet, hit him, do that damage. And now I've moved 60 feet across the battlefield, across a gap or something. I turned into blood, Christian. You can turn into fire or water for, that's awesome. I got foe throw where I pick them up by their blood and then throw them into another person doing damage to both people. Christian. That's interesting because that was a, a telekinetic power as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. And it, it, it gets a special one that you can, the bloodbender gets a special sort of version of it. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing blood from people and healing myself with it. Obviously, who can't, who's not going to expect the one where I make them bleed by pulling the blood out of their bones? Come on. <laughs> It's amazing. The problem with the, the blood kineticist was you lose some of those choices. Like it's like you don't get you tell the wild channel at this level and this level and this level and you lose the infusions at this level and this level. Instead, you're going to get these ones that are thematic to the bloodbender and it ended up making it very narrow. And there was like until I got to a certain level, it was actually I wasn't actually doing a lot of damage. But then once I was here, let me let me let me show you something. Let me. I got six out of nine burn. I have 178 health and I've got 84 non-lethal damage. Christian, my blood blast, which is essentially my composite blast, does 14 d6 plus 28 damage. That's without my magic items that makes it do even more. And it's a plus 21 to hit. That that's pretty good damage, and that's just from a archetype that isn't especially well optimized. I've seen pyrokineticist rinse people, absolutely devastate people. Christian, I believe you you were looking at a cool fire wild talent, right? Yeah, one of the cooler ones I see is called Flame Jet. You shoot a burst of flame behind you as a standard action, propelling you up to 60 feet in a straight line, including into the air. Any upward movement, though, costs double. If you end your turn mid-air, you fall on your next turn, unless you use Flame Jet again. Yep, you could fly by shooting fire behind you as much as you want. Later, this can become a move action, so you could just hover. You can just fly around, doesn't matter. But Christian, one of the weaknesses of the Kineticist is that they're high-damage single-target characters. Which means, oh, I've got mirror image up. You've got a 1-6 chance to actually hit me with your 106 damage weapon. But guess what, Christian? There's an infusion for that. If I have the water element, I can use the spray infusion. That Now I do a 30-foot cone. It takes half my normal splash damage. But hey, at least now I'm hitting a group of people. I could do one for 100 or I could do seven for 50 each. Sounds like a good chain. Good, good, good exchange. Maybe you don't want to blast people away. Maybe you want to heal people. There are some healing wild talents which get a little crazy because you can just reduce the burn cost. Kinetic Healer states that you can just, with a touch, heal a willing living creature, an amount of damage equal to your kinetic blast damage for one burn. 
but you could just gather power and use that. Wait, let me see if you can use gather power for that specifically. It might be an archetype now that I'm thinking about it. There might you No, 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 you're right. I, I have it. It's for the water thing. Oh, it is? Wow. That's, I have a blast wild talent, infusion, metakinesis. No, you can't use gather power for that. Oh, you can only use it for blast. Oh, you, you can reduce infusions. Was that an infusion? Yes, it is. Never mind. No, that's utility wild talent. You can't use it for utility wild talents. What the heck? You can, all right, so I'm actually going to leave this in, even though it sounds like we were talking to each other and not you, because Christian just got confused at something that was not a blast wild talent, but utility wild talent, which you cannot use gather power for. See how quickly you're able to confuse these things? I didn't leave all the times I messed up in. Just Christian, by the way. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah, I missed the word blast. You can only use gather power for blasts. Okay. Well, what's neat is that you can make the person you're healing take a point of burn instead. You could trade their lethal damage for non-lethal damage. And you're healing them for a crazy amount, equal to your kinetic blast damage. Holy crap. Hey, uh, Christian, I see you're hurt over there. Just real quick, take 14d6 plus 28 health oh, back. Oh, oh, oh by body. the way, I got a magic item, so add another 3d8 to that. That's all health. Enjoy it. I'll take the damage. It's fine. I'm cool. I get bonuses when I get burned anyway. I already talked about Spark of Life, which was awesome. I had I had a cool GM which let me uh, flavor things, and, and in this case, it wasn't just a flavor. We had to change the rules. Since uh, the blood kinetic starts out as a hydrokineticist until... He doesn't get really cool blood stuff until way later, by the way. Until, you, like, really until... I'm not even get my blood blast till six. But he uh, he let me inf- use the spark of life to create a blood golem instead of a water elemental. Which was... It was cool, because I'm like, I, I like the idea of taking the blood of my enemies and creating a... A, a cool you know elemental out of it he also let me like flavor as if i'm pulling the blood out of my enemies instead of what really is happening is i'm pulling blood out of wherever and then shooting it from me to my opponent just like with water or fire or whatever it's always it starts at you and he's kind of like you use those rules to figure out where you can target and from there we just pretend that you pull it out which was cool if you can't do what you want to do chances are you can sort of easily flavor it this if you want to bend elements to your will, there is a way to do it and a cool way to do it. You like the water one? There's a walk on ice utility wild talent. Hey, look, now I, wherever I walk, when I walk on water, it just turns to ice in front of me. In fact, now I make water vapor turn to ice and now I get essentially air walk. There's ones that are like, this isn't as cool in battle, but I can now sculpt ice, any amount of ice into all sorts of shapes and things. We're in a winter area and now I've made us a house. There's pages and pages and pages of utility wild talents and infusions that make it really, really cool. I have an infusion that extends my range to 120 feet. Christian, battle mats aren't usually that long. Essentially, with snake and extended range, I can hit anyone on the map from anywhere, no matter what cover they have. It's pretty hilarious because the snake ones specifically state that you do not need to be able to see them yourself. They just have mm-hmm. to be anywhere within the range of the ability and you can hit them. Oh, wait, real quick. Let me see what's this. Oh, there's this other one called Extreme Range. Interesting. 480 feet, Christian. <laughs> Christian, 480 feet. You know what? This is cool, but I really want to make more of a melee build. Okay, fine. There's one where you can have a kinetic fist where you, you put it all around your fist. Or you make a blade out of it and you're like Psylocke from X-Men. If you want to make the build, there's a chance. That's the, the benefit of complicated classes. You can find a way to do it. You can make a wall of your element. Wall of blood was cool. There's a lot here. I would really like to continue to talk about more of them specifically, but I feel like we've not only put the point across, but we are a good amount of time into this episode. But do yourself a favor. Just look at some of the wild talents and some of the infusions and just look at the really cool things they can do. Now, outside of what is here in the class, there was some feet and item support for the kineticist. 
There's a couple feats that specifically interact with your Wild Blast. Not really many of them are worth mentioning. There's Parting Blast, which is a kind of a flavorful one where when you die, you explode doing your, your elemental blast damage. Kind of a weird thing to pick something that makes you have to die for it to work, but it's a cool, like, last hurrah. And I've wanted to do it with characters. Like, I had a character got cornered. I knew I was going to die. I, I had a grenade on me. I'm like, I'm just going to light this grenade and stand here. And they're, they're, I'm taking them with me. It's a good way to do that. You're kind of burning a feat for it, though. Magic items are good. There's diadems that are attuned to your element that, that do extra damage. Like, I do the 3d8 extra damage because I had a greater diadem. There's rods that work with you. There's overflowing rods, which let you treat yourself as levels higher for your elemental overflow feature. But honestly, not a ton of great ones. Yeah, there's a couple that act sound like meta magic rods. They will bolster your abilities, your wild talents, as if you're using meta magic. So there, there is a couple things there. Remember when we were talking about the arcanist when we sort of you know gave it another look and we said you know what'd be really cool is that if we need more just plain old arcanist discoveries we just need more of that we need more archetypes for these guys we just need more of these that would make the arcanist cooler i sort of feel way a similar way about the kineticist i've seen the archetypes and they all really don't interest me very much the void one there's one where you like you power it by souls and they make a complicated class needlessly more complicated that's not what i need I don't need more complications. It's enough for me. And it puts like different limitations now on it that I need to harvest souls to power my stuff. I'm already worried that I can't find fire around to use my abilities. What I want to see is just more elements added and then more infusions and wild talents added. It's that simple. They added the wood element in Ultimate Wilderness. Perfect. Exactly what I wanted. Wood element with a bunch of talents and infusions associated with that. Give us more of that, please. I think that's the way to support this class going forward and then hopefully answering some of those questions that we had just a couple you know whenever you get to it two years later yeah paizo had this cool thing going where they did like these first off they did erratas you know there's always a problem when you have a published material you need to fix things you can't just patch the game okay i patched out the game breaking bug in super meat boy where you can jump off the screen and beat the hardest level in the game it's patched now it's fixed no that's still printed in the book now i can still jump off the screen with super meat boy in the book <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Fetus, he can't beat us, but he's going to make us bleed. Blood kinetics, I tied it back around. So what they, they did like erratas for a while. Then they kind of stopped doing erratas and they were doing FAQs where it's like, here's a frequently asked question. Can I do this with a utility wall talent? They said, yes, actually. Remember you, you remember you were confused with exactly what you could use gather power for? Yeah, I'm still confused. So were they. So they put out an FAQ saying, well, here's what you can use it for. It kind of makes it easier because they, they can now just publish an online thing. Here's change this thing to this. This is what it does. This is how it works. I'd like to see a few more for those that they're easy. They're quick little things to write. You put them online. You don't need to rebuy the third printing of a book. <laughs> but I guess that's a topic for another time. We've talked too long about this class. Christian, what are your final thoughts on this class? I think the Kineticist is very well designed. I think there's a lot of clever design in here. It's very tight knit with all of its class abilities. They rely on upon each other. They actually use very common language between them. And although that ends up being a problem in a clarity perspective, I think once you master this class and understand all those differences, all those nuances to this class, it's incredibly well designed. I never played one myself, so I won't get to speak on whether or not it's an enjoyable class to play, but it looks like there's a lot that you can do here. Like you said, anything you can think of, you could probably make a build for it. Elements aren't something that particularly interests me. But just trying to build up, I built a couple kineticists getting ready for this episode. And each time I was like, oh, I could do this. Oh, there's this new talent I can do. Oh, that sounds really cool. I want to try that. Like, there is a lot here. It is a Swiss army knife of elemental attacks. 
Unfortunately, it is held back by some clarity issues. It's my favorite class in the game. It's really fun to play as. You do a lot of really cool things. You have a lot of choice of what you want to be. If you want to be flexible, you can be flexible. If you want to take three times focus and empower that fire blast, so you're the best fire guy in the world, maybe you're not as flexible, but you had all the choices up to that point to decide that you wanted to be that inflexible guy. You get that choice. When we did our review series on the advanced class guide, we were really encouraging flexibility. You can be as flexible as you want with this class. The choice that allows you to become what you want to be, that allows you to live that fantasy is cool. I already have a kineticist made so I can be Raiden from Mortal Kombat. I'm ready for that. I have a prepared <laughs> Christian. I sleep with it under my pillow. Christian, you better be ready. The next game you run with me as a player, it's going to be, I'm going to be Raiden. I know we have, we talked about way earlier, and I think either the end of the 100 series or in the 200 series that, oh, you really shouldn't make characters that that are pretty much just people from other media. I'm going to be Raiden. I hope you understand this. And that's what's going to be. I'm not going to say I'm from Mortal Kombat, but I'm going to say I did win a competition where people fought to the death. <laughs> and I am the God of Thunder. I'm just saying that's what's going to happen. They're a lot of fun if you can, if you're the kind of person that is willing to deal with a complicated class. Because it's complicated, it can do all these real cool fun things. Well, Christian, thank you for letting me uh, talk about this class early. Hey, maybe, you know, what other ones do you like? The Mesmerists, they're pretty cool, right? Maybe we could uh, squeeze some of that in. Arcanist and Fighter, that's it. Fight, okay. I'd never want to see another class again. <laughs> I'll take I'll take what I can get. The, the Fighter would be a very expansive episode. The much maligned Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> and every archetype. No, no, not at the Fighter, please, Chris, it's a lot. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. make love to my wife tonight. Oh, well, um, uh, next time I'll, uh... You know, I don't even know if I love her anymore. I don't really know her. Like, what am I gonna do? Someone should tell Jacob that people change, and it takes effort to stay connected with someone. But in the meantime, the fellows at Tales from the Lich always stay connected through gaming and friendship. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com Hey, uh, ha happy Valentine's Day.